Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecaster here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, November 30, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We have a lot of stuff going on on the daily chart. So what we're going to do is talk about the one, two, three, maybe even four or five things that are jumping off the page at me. And then what we'll do is drill down to other charts and go from there to see and let the market tell us and decipher what the next larger possibility is the next bigger move for the markets what you're going to get out of here is on the upside what do they have to get over to have another run or another leg higher and what happens if they get below a certain number or a certain set of numbers on the southern side, what happens then? So we're going to go over both of those scenarios. Why do we do that? Because you have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. We take the market at face value. We leave our bias at the door. The first thing we'll do is go back to the 9th of November and address the big breakdown candle, this one here. What you can see happened over the Thanksgiving holiday series of days where the volume is light and there's a lack of participation in the market, they tried to push up or run a test and they did not just try, they ran a test of the breakdown candle high. The high we're talking about is 364.38, that is also an all-time high. Last week, the high they made was 364.18, that counts as running a test. Fine. What does all that mean? All right, let's peel back the onion and decipher this thing. The first order of business is if they were to close a day above the breakdown candle high, it opens the door for another leg higher. How high? We don't exactly know. Why is that? Because they would be at all-time new highs, and there's really not a method that we can use to lock down specific numbers when they're in no man's land, no man's land being the all-time high or above the all-time high inside the numbers members will certainly have numbers that will make sense at the time if in fact they push above the all-time high okay next order of business let's go back to the 24th of this month which is last week and we have a near term a closer break up candle so therefore how are we going to use that well pretty simply we're going to use that and identify the low. The low of this breakup candle happens to be 359.29. Interestingly enough, let's find out where the low of day today was. And inside the numbers, members will be familiar with some of these numbers and it'll start to make more sense. Things that I didn't discuss intraday inside the numbers. I don't need to. I give you the numbers. You don't really need to know much more than that. We'll do the learning or the bulk of the learning at night and the afternoon when things are rather quiet and I decide to blabber on a bit inside the numbers. The low today, what we were after was 359.17. So what you can see they did was run a test of the breakup candle low. We know that that standard operating procedure, SOP, how do we know that? Because they do the same thing over and over and over again to the point where it looks and sounds like a broken record. What do we have below the breakup candle low we just discussed? How about 358.75? Not that far away, but yet also an important number. So we also know this, and this hasn't changed. 
As long as the market stays above 358.75, she's okay. Why is that? Because that's the former high way back in September on September 2. That was the high that was made and the market was certainly rejected from that number. That's the market's way of telling you that price is important. Therefore, the fact that we're now yet again above that price lends importance to the fact that as long as we stay above that price, it's really in the most bullish position they can be. However, we have that pesky breakdown candle high to contend with. Now, if the market's going to make another leg higher, they have to first close hourly above that high and then certainly daily above that high. They're hanging around the high and therefore that's the market's way of telling you they want to push higher. What's the sign that will know that that trade is over, meaning they're not going to push higher and they're actually going to go in the southern direction? That signal will be when they get below and start closing hourly and then daily below the breakup candle low of 359.29. All right, so we know if they break up that the sky's the limit. They're at new highs. We don't have to discuss that here. What happens if they break down? Let's say in the hypothetical scenario, they get below 358.75. They close the day below a slightly higher number, which is the break up candle low, 359.29. So let's just say for all intents and purposes, they close below both. They get below both intraday. They start closing hourly, and then they close the day below 358.75. What becomes the target? What a great question. Well, there's a gap just below that. Is that the target? The gap would be about 357 and a half. Well, it's a target or an appropriate target under normal garden variety market conditions. However, what would be the real target that I would have my sights set on? How about 353.27? Doesn't have to be it to the nose. Could be slightly above it. Could be slightly below it. That's the general ballpark number we're putting on the board, we're keeping on the board, we're continuing to discuss if in fact they give up 358.75, 353.27 would be on the table, on the docket, it would be a downside target. Let's switch over to inside the numbers. What we're going to do here is go over the commentary and then we'll go over stocks on the move. What I'd like to do is highlight a couple of important things that occurred intraday in terms of the commentary. I will scroll up. What I urge you to do, if you're at all interested or active trading in the markets during the trading day, I urge you to pause the video. Read the notes in detail. Double check the work. See what happened based on the commentary. See what happened on the charts based on the price action after the fact. This is your bona fide market tour guide right out of the chute we have a wake up to a slightly red kind of day interestingly enough overnight between the time they opened up sunday and the time they opened up monday for the regular trading hours they spiked up they went all the way up to about 36.50 give or take and they went all the way down to about 3600 give or take interestingly enough that's where they paid a revisit to during the trading day little bit less little bit lower but the general area they visited the overnight lows 
Why is that important? Why do I bring that up again? Because it's a very crucial area. If they were to get below and stay below that breakup candle low, which was where they basically ran a test to, if they get below that and start trading much below that, closing candles below that, it's trouble for the bulls, it's welcome for the bears, you would have the bears looking to take a joyride southern on I-95. All right, enough of that. Let's check out the commentary, the early thoughts. More of the same, just reiterating some of the things that we just discussed. Starting the day, starting the week, we always have to be aware of Trick and Company. They're always lurking. What they normally make the market look like at the opening bell, leading up to the opening bell, and generally right after the opening bell isn't always the same as it looks 10, 15, 20 minutes later. It's an awareness we want to let them open up, shake things out for a while. Chasing the market or getting too excited too early could be hazardous to your wealth. Moving along. About 9.38, here's the first opportunity of the day. We'll likely see a bounce with a spike of 362. So the market's headed lower at the time. We're looking for them to spike through, meaning south of or below 362 and bounce back up. And that, for starters, is a scalp trade. So you knew this was coming. Here's a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. And here we start to come down early in the day. There's 362, which is the horizontal line. Here's the low that was made on that run right around 361.89, and they bounce back up, making a high of 362.69. Again, it was listed as a scalp trade. That's all it was. It was a trade. It was successful. Move along. Back to the commentary. There was one of the stocks on the move was Alibaba. They came close to the first number, then they bounced away. So I took it off the table. We'll get to stocks on the move a little later. So 945, a spike of 362 is still good. Closing candles below 361.50 opens the door for 360, give or take. There's that breakup candle low running a test below 360. It was in the 359s and change. You start to see the method to the madness. You start to see as I explain this stuff after the fact where all this stuff was coming from early in the morning. Let's move it along, see what else we have. Now by 10.03, the more they retest 362 and hang around down there, the more likely it is they have another test at another number on the docket, meaning a lower number. Now pay attention to this one. The bounce came up short of the target. So when they spiked below 362 and bounced back up over it, I gave a suggested target. We take profit along the way, but they never got to the target. So what I'm saying here right around 10 o'clock is, hey, listen, that's weakness when they come up short of the target. Moving right along. It starts to get rather quiet. They have an obvious range right after 10 o'clock. We see it the low of day, the high of day. So until and unless they break out of that range, either in the southern direction or in the northern direction, they're going to be contained in what I like to call a chop shop formation. Moving right along. There's still a lot of support at 362. Happens to be an important spot. Trader's choice. I'm saying if you want to take a trade again at 362, that's trader's choice. I don't like it the second time around. The second time is not the first time. But also from a timing perspective, and this is where time is more important than price, 
we start to look for and think about a mid to late morning low, at least we start thinking about it 10.15, 10.30, 10.45. We start thinking in terms of a morning pivot. Still with the 362 at 10.25, Now remember, the longer they hang down around 362, the more susceptible they are to go lower to visit another number that was the eventual destination. They're doing the thing, this is 1034, where they go down to run a test of the big fat round number 360. Now that was discussed earlier, that was around the overnight low. So we already have the awareness Breaking below 362 is going to do what? It's going to open the door for 360, maybe even lower. We know we have the breakup candle low. We should expect a bounce around 360. Maybe it's slightly above, maybe it's slightly below, but that's a general zone where we can expect a bounce. 1037, show time for the Bulls to play defense around 360. They need to hold or the Bears will run downfield. We're bringing up 358.75. We know about that important spot. Back above 360 is an attempt at a repair job and possibly the morning low we were looking for. Then what do we have? There's the spike down. There's the reversal. There's the morning low right on cue. They run a test, make a higher low, take off to the upside. That's your morning low with a side of grind higher all day long. Moving right along. There it is, 10.53, there's your morning low, blah, blah, blah. Staying above 360 will promote a retest of a former breakdown area. Where is that? They broke down around 362. Therefore, this is where the market would want to run a retest. There it is. They did it into the end of the day, but they ran the retest of what? A former breakdown area. This stuff happens on short-term charts. It happens on longer-term charts. It happens all day, every day, on all charts. The rest of it, what I'm going to do is scroll up. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, see what's being said, see if this is information that you can deem valuable, that you can learn something from each and every day to better your trading performance into the future. This is really part and parcel to the three-pillar approach that I talk about all the time. The foundations of how the market works is found in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Continuing education are these videos right here, and then you have Continuing Education 10X, or on steroids, which is inside the numbers where you're getting stocks on the move, you get the trades every day, you get the intraday commentary about the markets, and you get some teachable moments throughout the day just about every day. Let's take a look at stocks on the move, see if we can learn anything. We had BABA that hit its target. We also had COP that hit its target. A couple of others came close. We had Billy Billy, we had HP, and ZI. We'll take a look at some charts. We'll see what we can learn. Let's start with COP. So here we had two numbers on the board, 4103 and 4042. Now on the surface at first blush, it looks like the trade failed. However, If you're here and you're learning and you're taking advantage of the learning opportunities, you weren't even in this trade at all. Why is that? Because in the first five-minute candle of the day, they make a low of 41.23 and they do the deal. What does that mean? They bounced up. They had the type of rally that would have been the required minimum profit to call the trade a minimum 
base hit successful trade. Now, after they come back down, the trade is already taken off the table. So you can see there was some support at 41.03, but what did they do? They ate time off the clock, they hung around for a cup of coffee, and they started to go lower. The fact that they hung around for the meat of the day and then they went lower towards the end of the day, is anybody taking that trade at 40.42? No, sir. You're running out of time left on the clock. They hovered on top of it all day long, or at least half the day, and then they're going to come into it toward the end of the day? I don't think so. That's not what we signed up for. That's not the ideal trade. That's not the one in your back pocket. There's always a method to the madness. There's a reason why I say certain trades are off the table for certain reasons. This is another example. How about Billy Billy? Now, this one didn't hit the number, the number on the board and the only number on the board was 61.75. When I only have one number, it's a one and done. I have the number. The stop is close by. It either is going to work or it's not. 61.75 was the number. What was the low of day? 61.76. Are you effing joking me? They quickly ripped higher to about 63.35 or so, and then they bantered about for the rest of the day. Is it front-running, or did I have the wrong number? Doesn't really matter. Either way, I got left holding the bag, no trade for me, and I know some other traders got into the trade and took the ride. This isn't my first rodeo. The takeaway? The numbers work. How about Baba? Little bit of a frustrating scenario. First five-minute candle of the day, what's the low? How about... 265.10 against my number that was 265.05. They bounce up. They take the first number off the table. You see what happened. They go back and forth above the first number, finally giving up the ghost, coming down to what? The second number. The problem is they came too close over here, become subjective, really took the second number off the table for me. It worked anyway. Some traders took it. Most traders didn't. Either way, it's a little bit of a frustrating trade, but the takeaway is this. The numbers work. Just didn't give you the deal. There's two separate things going on. Does the process work? Does the strategy work? Does it work? Yes. Is it going to work on every trade every day? No. It's not like it didn't work, we took a loss. It just didn't do the thing that lets you in the trade the way we want to get into the trade and get out of the trade the way we want to get out of the trade. It did something different, so be it. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Simply put, they came down to fill a gap. There's nothing wrong with this daily chart. They're high on the chart. They're coming back to at least work off some of the froth that exists on this chart. Home base is below price. Price never really likes to get too far away from home base. That's the 20 period moving average. It's the red sloping trend line. So what are they doing? They're either going to eat some time off the clock and let home base creep up to price. It's up sloping or price will come down to home base while issuing a few shit burgers along the way to traders that are long the IWM. Since we take the market at face value, you had a down day in the IWM. It outpaced the S&P 500 in terms of its down day. We take notice. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. The IWM is my first favorite market leading indicator. Here's a weekly chart just so that we have everything in perspective. There's nothing wrong with the IWM. It's bullish. They've broken out. 
It's just overextended. It's too far from home base. Could they quickly come down to 175 and still have nothing wrong with this market? Absolutely. How about run a test of 170 and have nothing wrong with this market? Absolutely. Why is 170 important? How about 170.56? Doesn't this look familiar? Didn't we have a very similar line running across the SPY chart at a former high? Here's a former high on the week of January 17th. Remember, this is a weekly chart. Doesn't matter. It's the same high. So it gets significantly, severely rejected. The market crashes. Fair enough. They work all the way back up to the former high. They gap above it, right? Because it's harder to trade through it than it is to gap above it or below it. We talk about that all the time. Then they trade above it for several weeks. Would it be normal garden variety market behavior to come back and run a test of the former breakout area that is getting above or the fact that the market got above the former high at 170.56? Guess what? Yes. Back to the daily chart. How about if we leave that number up on the screen and we'll see what happens? Second favorite market leading indicator are the folks down at the transportation department. And guess what? They did the same thing. The chart looks very similar in behavior to the IWM. They came down. They filled a gap. The gap happens to coincide with a former breakout area. And that's fine. They're in an uptrend above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until it's over. We know about that. Here's the weekly chart of the transportation Department and where's the former high? Right about here. Here's a high at 11,997. This high is 12,013. So we'll call it 12,000. Could they come down to run a test of 12,000 still stay rather bullish? And the answer is absolutely. Start closing daily below 11.6. I'll change my tune. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Check this out. So it's a different chart, right? It's a different Look in terms of all-time highs. We had some lower highs working, but no more. So here's what happened. We had a big important breakdown candle. The high is 299.14. Where did they close on Friday in that half-day session? How about 299.01? Where'd they close today? About 299.62 above the number. What'd they do in the last few minutes of the day? How about taking a little bit of a dip but also rallying to close above the number. Is that important? Is it uber important? Yeah, I think it's very important. I think it's very telling that it was important enough for the market to do it into the end of the day. There are no accidents. There are no coincidences. The market was headed to a destination for a reason. As far as I'm concerned, the destination was to close above the breakdown candle high. The reason was to go to the next spot. What's the next spot? How about filling a gap at 302.76? How about if they're filling the gap at 302.76, are they breaking out to new all-time highs? Well, here's what I would say. I wouldn't necessarily bet against it. Above all the moving averages, knocking at the door of the all-time highs, closing hourly and then daily above the all-time high is bullish and puts you in the same scenario we discussed with the SPY a while ago. How about the XLF? Couple of important numbers on the board that we've been discussing. 28.55 was a gap. They filled the gap. They closed above it. Now they're below it. Where are they going? To fill the gap down below. Doesn't really matter. As long as they continue to close weekly above 26.80, 
then consider this a bullish chart. If they recapture 26.80 on the downside and close the week back below and the hint would be starting to close daily back below, watch out below. That's a recapture. That's bearish. If they do that, you won't want to be long the XLF. About Smash Mouth, anything wrong with this chart? No. It's in an uptrend. New highs. The trend is your friend until it's not. Up 1.14% today against a NASDAQ composite that was actually in the red or we'll call it flat for all intents and purposes. Guess what? The semis are a pretty good proxy for the tech sector in and of itself. So therefore, we have to view that at least on its face at close today as bullish behavior. That coupled with what the Qs did into the closing bell. No accidents, no coincidences. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.